at this point in St. John's record, while we still have a few moments, it seems, before the climax at Calvary, you can tell the evangelist is beginning to work on a prelude, working up to that point. The Lord has entered the city, he's entered the city of David, and it sounds as though he's already experiencing a measure of that agony that he would soon, you know, peak in with, well, when he was uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. To begin uh, the passage, some of the God-fearing Gentiles uh, who live in that area, or maybe they followed, followed Jesus to that area, they approach Philip and... Um, Word is passed along through the apostles that they wish to see Jesus. We should be careful, however, when we, when we take note of this request, that according to the Greek word see, it doesn't mean view. In the way that maybe fans would be drawn to a particular celebrity and get a close-up or an autograph. The word see in the Greek means something more like, not view, but interview. They wish to have an audience to understand him. It's perspective they want. And it's perspective they're going to get. That should be a hope for us all. We take the initial steps in Lent and work towards another Easter. We should want a new perspective. When we hear Jesus answer you know, to uh, Andrew that... Uh, you know, perhaps with these, you know, Gentiles, these got these uh, Jewish, are uh, um, these Jewish converts? May, maybe that uh, they're probably in earshot when they hear this. It seems as as though Jesus is ignoring the actual question. It's it's it kind of catches you there, but but he, I mean, he doesn't say yes or no. But if we look closer, we begin to see how appropriate his response really is. Remember at the beginning of Lent we read from John chapter 3 where our Savior talks to Nicodemus that in due time he himself will be lifted up just as the bronze serpent was lifted up by Moses in the desert which was a time, a turning point, a healing point for the people of Israel and it will be in turn a turning point for all humanity, a new healing point. Well, now Jesus returns to the importance of that image by saying that unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it multiplies many times over. In this figure of speech, the blessed Lord makes clear that if we wish to gain truer perspective of him, as these, this perhaps this little crowd of Gentiles, you know, wishes, you know, to, to get a better, you know, idea of who he is and what he's destined to do, if we wish to see him as Savior, all must witness saving power and the bloodshed of the cross. But not just the cross itself, but every step along the way. To begin to understand and acknowledge Jesus as God, we have to see more than just his unstained humanity. His humanity is never taken out of the picture, mind you. It's always there, but you know, as you, you already see him groaning as 
at the thought of the approaching passion. I am troubled already, he says. Meaning, as Jesus is every bit one of us, he too doesn't want to die. It's not human to want to die. It's not within God's design for humanity to die. And since Jesus is fully one of us, it's anticipated to hear him groan like this. We don't want it, and because he's one of us, he shouldn't want it either, and he doesn't. He values life. He loves it as every person should love his own life. But it's here that Jesus' loving, divine will intercedes, saying, But what should I say? Father, spare me from this moment. This is why I was born. This is my purpose. This is my moment which I was appointed. These Greeks wanted to get a glimpse of who and what Jesus really is, and in a few words, he begins to exhibit it. It is as if, you know, he he says to all, watch. Watch as my human desires are won over in obedience to the desire of my Father. Watch as the divine will wins over the human will. Something that was lost so many years ago, but now, now it's winning. Now the loving influence is winning over. As we get closer and closer to the celebration of the Paschal Feast, we'll get to review more such episodes as this. Especially, I mean, I mean, I forget which gospel we read. Uh, I mean, we all on Good Friday we always read from the Gospel of John. That's tradition, you know. The uh, on Passion Sunday, on um, uh, Palm Sunday, we always go in cycle. Uh, with the three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, through A, B, and and C years. But always on Good Friday, we get to hear from the Gospel of John about the Passion. But we'll get to see more episodes of him doing this, this kind of surrender that's going to keep going until it finally gives its last breath on a cross. If you look in... Look around and see, as per the usual custom for this uh, time of the season, you know, the fifth Sunday of Lent, we place coverings over every image, painting, or effigy within the church. That is, all except one set of images, the stations of the cross themselves. If you look at them, as I usually do, it's, it's the twelfth one that I always look forward to, even when I pray them. You know, it's, I mean, that's... That's the moment of climax. That's the, that's the moment of victory. Everyone wants to get to it. I know I always do. The actual moment of sacrifice. That's the aspiration that we have when we enter into Lent, isn't it? You know, we think when we got these goals in our minds, these achievements, like, yes, I'm going to sacrifice this and I'm going to, I'll, maybe I'll have this kind of willpower or it will, you know, make me stronger in this way or, you know, I'll be a better Christian in that. I mean, we look, we look to the hopes and rewards when we begin the path. In the same way that, you know, you know, when your eyes are fixed at the top of the staircase, when you begin to ascend. It's natural to do that. We should do that but not forget the importance of every individual step to get there. Our Savior savors each moment all the way up to the last breath. 
and so should we. You know, as we we look to our favorite, as I know, I look to my favorite station so frequently, it's easy to forget there are 11 stations that precede it. We all want to get to the moment of victory, the moment of sacrifice, but we will not get there if there is no journey of obedience that comes first. The path of obedience is much longer, but it is always fruitful. It's always victorious. Let's keep that in mind as we, we, we put, put our best foot forward for one last good week of penance and sacrifice. Even if we've had in our own minds or others have told us we've had a pretty lousy Lent. If we put just one good foot forward for at least one week or even one day, the Lord will be... He'll do his work with it. He will work wonders. Let's take one more step today and pray that we be committed to the one after this.